Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG-13. This Christmas season, Horror Movie Talk would like to take a minute to talk directly to you, our audience. You know, I realized today that we've been lying to you for a long time. We tell you that we're a horror movie review show, and we are kind of. Really what we are is an entertainment show for horror movie fans and onlookers. We just so happen to review movies as part of our format. For some reason, this works. You find us entertaining. We could never do this thing, this thing that I love more than any job I've ever had without you. So thank you for listening and reaching out and supporting us. We appreciate you more than you will ever know. And if shit gets tough this holiday season, reach out to us because we love you and want to support you back. And uh, oh, and meets back on the menu, boys. That's a menu joke. Your panel of expert hosts this week, week and every week are Dr. Bryce Hansen, who holds a PhD in spookology. What's up? He always gets top billing and the less important guy, Professor David Day, the most expert foremost in no-nos, scare no-nos. New theatrical release today. Hooray! Yay! We've got a great show for you today. We will be reviewing the movie The Menu, which I... Shit. Bryce, I didn't want to like this movie. <laughs> and that's, you know, I mean, and then it just happened. Uh, as I said, I'm David Day. Uh, uh, and over there is. I'm, I'm Bryce. Bryce Hansen. That's yeah. Um, uh, we, we, we have a great show for you today. We post new episodes every single Wednesday. So make sure you subscribe and you know uh, drop us a nice review on apple podcast or spotify you know wherever you do the thing 
Um, big thanks to our new patrons this week. We got Alex R, we got Taylor W, and we got Derek J. Thank you all so much from the bottom of our cold, cold hearts uh, for supporting us. And uh, let us know how you like all the extra bonus fun stuff that we uh, we have for you over there on Patreon. If you want to call into the show, you can do so by calling 682-253-4468. The way this show is going to go is we're going to give a brief review and our score for the movie. Score on a scale 1 to 10. Uh, 1 being bad, 5 being average, 10 being fabulous. After we give our score, we'll get into... Yeah. Yeah. After we give our score, we'll get into spoilers and take a deeper dive into what we liked and hated about the film. Later in this episode, we will be doing... Uh, perennial favorite uh, taglines where we come up with alternate taglines for the movie because this one was just rife. Um, and uh, and then also we'll get some of your calls in there. Get get a little little segment that uh, that we like to to call horror movie. That's right. Calm down, Danny DeVito. But it, it, we do call it uh, horror movie whores. Um, because that's what you are, uh, if you're a fan of the show, um, probably. Not not necessarily, just if you identify that way. Uh, as I said, we went and saw The Menu, and were plated with a heaping helping of comedy drenched in satire, smothered in secret sauce. So without further ado, here is The Trailer. Is that going to fit everyone? Easily. 12 customers total. How do they turn a profit? 12.50 a head, that's how. What are we eating, a Rolex? It's one of his classics. You have to try the mouthfeel of the mignonette. Please don't say mouthfeel. Tonight will be madness. Welcome. We'll endeavor to make your evening as pleasant as possible. Welcome to Hawthorne. Here we are family. Yes, we harvest, we ferment, we gel. We gel. We gel. He's not just a chef, he's a storyteller. The game is trying to guess what the overarching theme of the entire meal is going to be. You won't know till the end. Who are you? I am Margo. Why do you care? I have to know if you're with us. Or with them. This menu. The pictures, they're of us. This guest list. How do they get these? It's not good. This entire evening. Jesus Christ. This is just theater. It's stagecraft. We're leaving now. Has been painstakingly planned. This is real, isn't it? What the hell is going on? We now offer you a 45-second head start. Okay, 45 seconds starts now. This is what you're paying for. Get out of my way. It's all part of the menu. It's okay. No, we're gonna die today. Yes, we are. Yeah. Happy birthday to you. You told them it was my birthday? Seemed funny about three hours ago. 
Whoa, how about that trailer? Wow. Yeah, crazy. It told things about the movie. You know things that you didn't know before, mostly about the movie. The menu can be found in theaters right now. It did come out in September, so if you're going to catch it, it's a good time to catch it. Um, yeah, do it now. The synopsis for the menu goes a little something like this, and I will mention, I think this is a, a good movie to go for you to go see. I, 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 I approve of this movie, so before we get into spoilers, consider watching the movie. Anywho, um, one of the world's most prestigious and private restaurants is located on an island where access is as limited as the invites. A young couple of Tyler, uh, played by Nicholas Holt, and Margot, played by Anya Taylor-Joy, are lucky enough to have made the list along with a variety of other impressive clientele. Chef Slowick, uh, played by the one and only Ralph Fiennes, is a serious man with serious talent, dedication, and staff. I believe it's pronounced Rafe. Not Ralph, you uncultured swine. Is it really? Mm-hmm. Why would you spell it R A L P H? Because it's the English way of pronouncing it. It's Rafe. So they just they just fly in the face of their own grammatical conventions, and and ignore the fact that there's nothing to make the A hard. You have you ever heard of him referred to as Ralph Fiennes? I've I've never heard his name said out loud, as far as I know. I know who he is. He's the Schindler's List guy, right? Right. And Voldemort. Rafe. Rafe. Yeah. That's fine. If you want to spell your, if you want to, if you want your name to be Rafe, then make it read Rafe. Why would you? So people in England. Whose name is Ralph? Go by Rafe. Uh-huh. Rafe. Uh-huh. I'm sorry. We're stopping the whole thing. We're <laughs> this is we're done with the review. I it's this is so I hope you're wrong. I, I gotta continue. Okay. Okay. Chef Slowick, played by Ralph fucking finds is a serious man with serious talent dedication and staff what played by ralph fucking finds ralph motherfucking finds and they're all a little too serious if you ask me uh my review oh uh what no one realizes is that tonight the menu is an extra special one and everyone gets more second helpings than they bargained for my review for the menu is that it's a strong dish that is best served without too much foreknowledge of what's in store. It's a moody thriller that is, at its core, kind of a loving homage to dry comedies like uh, A Mighty Wind and Best in Show. Um, it takes a deep look at inspiration in creation and skewers the consumers of art and food alike. It's pretentious and funny and quite gruesome. It's also a ton of fun. In the first 20 minutes, I desperately wanted to dislike this movie. Eventually, though, it won me over with its incredibly dry humor wrapped in macabre violence and disdain for humanity. (laughs) You always get me with that disdain for humanity. Every character is interesting and adds something to the story. 
And each bit of the story unfolds in a way that keeps you waiting for that next dish. Uh, Most importantly, the menu doesn't overstay its welcome. It's perfectly portioned out and cooked to a nice, sweet, and nutty glaze. Uh, I... This is just a pretty great movie. Uh, it's It was just delightful. I wanted not to give it a perfect score for a long time, but I love it. It's This is a 10 out of 10. I will watch this again for sure um, soon. Yeah. What did you uh, what did you think about this? Wow. High praise. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I really liked it. I, I think I had the opposite reaction because I liked it from the beginning because of how slow roll they played it because like they really don't bother at all to like communicate this is a horror movie you know early on it's it's literally just like really getting into this world of hyper pretentious people (laughs) and like you instantly dislike nicholas holt's character tyler like you're like oh i i kind of hope this guy dies <laughs> like before you even know it's a horror movie you're like fuck this guy in particular um and then just the you know it's it's one of those things where you watch the trailer and i expected one thing and and didn't get it i got something very very unique and uniqueness uh really is it means a lot to me like if it's a tone or a theme or like a way of executing you know a storyline that i haven't seen 10 times before i respect the people that create it um so yeah i don't think i'd give it as like a perfect score just because i think it kind of wandered and it wasn't like super cohesive with what it was trying to say and, and like went off on little tangents that were like, that's unfortunate that you'd like, you're, you're making that point um, when you're doing so well at making the main point um, that it, it knocks off a point for me. There's like a couple things that were just like kind of non sequiturs that I wish they would have kept focus on the, the main deal. But uh, yeah, I give it a nine it's it's really great it's definitely worth seeing in the theater if you still can it's a great date movie i think Uh. oh yeah 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 i'm so interested to find out um where you think it strayed to me it felt it felt very very intentional and um and every little bit was interesting to me and um um uh, it played into the format. I really did. I really did get like strong memories of, you know, a mighty wind and, um, and uh, best in show, you know, where it was like, I mean, the format wasn't documentary format, but the, but the comedy was dry and, and like, well, do you of- know where, where the writers came from? I looked up it on IMDb because I was really curious where all these people came from. No, uh-uh. Seth Reese and Will Tracy. Yeah, both of those writers um, before oh, worked Onion? with the Onion News Network. <laughs> and so that, like, all of a sudden it clicked. I'm like, 
Oh, that's why it's like such a specific tone and voice. It's like they play it completely straight and like don't waffle at all to deliver on like just great satiric points and great great satiric moments um and even the comedy isn't supposed to be like broad at all it's like just hilarious in the context of you know what you're watching so yeah that that made a lot of sense to me after i learned that um comedy bang bang he was a writer for comedy bang bang um seth reese onion news network like that does not get its due like it's so good like i can watch old clips of it and like almost everything that it puts out is so good that i can't believe it's not like respected as one of the greatest like you know sketch comedy slash you know comedy things and they stopped doing it like several years ago yeah i think i think they gave up uh citing you know the fact that that reality was becoming too hard to satirize anymore it was like this is just absurd um my favorite ones were like the morning news ones like the ones where it was parroting the today show and they're like celebrating a kid for shooting an intruder and he was obvious the kid like is obviously going to turn into a psychopath oh yeah 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 (laughs) yeah yeah, those are great you know who was in this movie that i i just something about her i I was so off put by um (laughs) the the food critic janet mcteer and i was like i know Mm. her from someplace and she's she's the um she's helen pierce the uh the overlord bad guy in uh in one of the seasons of ozark oh yeah she gave me the strongest vibes of like oh. mighty wind and uh best in show i was like who is this i was like oh yeah 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 she was great yeah nicholas holt really sells it too like oh. on his character is like very <laughs> that that's probably the most i laughed was like his reactions to things oh yeah where it's like it's so committed to this character type that that does feel very his character did feel very onion-esque um where things are just falling apart around you and you you still have like a completely consistent point of view <laughs> yeah it is it you know it's one of these movies that is character driven and it has a lot of characters and uh, and they let the characters do the movie and instead of like putting actors in a role and then like, you know, and then building a movie around that, you know, giving a story to that. No, they they let the pe- they let the characters progress the story and be the story. And that's I think that's I'm learning more and more about my taste. And that's seems to me to make a good movie. So anyhow, anyhow. um... Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber. To improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. 
When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, you know what? Uh, you know what? It's, it's that time. That time for commercials. But you don't have, you don't have, to, uh, you don't have to listen to them if you, just, if you just, for the cost of one cup, of Starbucks coffee a month, you can get access to all of our episodes. Well, a lot of our episodes early and commercial free. Um, and uh, that's over on our Patreon at patreon.com slash horror movie talk. You can also support the show by buying our stickers, our merch, our shirts. We got all kinds of good stuff over there at horrormovietalk.com slash shop. Um, and uh, oh, you know what? Actually, hey, you can also support Dustin Goble. <laughs> you know where to find him on Instagram at dgobel 0 That's at D-G-O-E-B-E-L-0-0 on Instagram. Let him make your artistic dreams come true and tell him that we sent you. Give us a call at 682-253-4468. Thanks again for listening. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And let's get into a spoilers. It's that spoiler time, baby. So we start off with. So uh, I'll tell you. I'll tell you the part that like landed kind of flat for me. Okay. That felt kind of like a non sequitur. Yeah. The the whole movie is like such a good satire or like a statement on you know basically class warfare. Um, and it's kind of like a. <clears throat> Uh, kind of like a revenge movie <laughs> for like 
class warfare where it's not the the rich preying on the the poor but the poor preying on the the rich but it's not poor it's given in the context of not like class but literally just um the service industry <laughs> which <clears throat> is pretty great because that is like one of the most exploitative and like dehumanizing industries if you've ever i mean all you have to do is like work in customer service once and you realize like oh this is hell i don't want a job where i talk to people from the public all day because you find the outliers that ruin your week you know that who's almost is almost their goal to fuck you up because it's it's what what it's like is it's like you know shit rolls downhill you know the dog you know the boss berates the guy the guy goes home and kicks the dog and beats his wife and you know and and you're you get to be that guy's dog every day yeah um and then the one thing that kind of stood out and was like i don't know i mean it's gonna not not come great for me i guess but like the it felt like a non sequitur the um kind of the me too movement moment where it was the assistant chef or whatever stabbing ray finds in the for sexual harassment basically and uh it was just oh and then that like having the men it was like men suck moment where they let the men try to run away and i like the the moment where like they get a chance to run away and get caught but in the context of just like hey don't men suck you're like okay like it's just it felt weird and out of place you know and it wasn't it didn't feel like they backed that up and it felt felt kind of cheap to me did did it come across? i i th- i thought for sure you would that would bother you no since you're didn't... a man whoa uh i'm not first of all um so that's probably why it just bre- breezed right past me is because that's not how i identify oh that's right sorry um, i forgot yeah it'd be nice if you stopped that really now it, now i like the movie more uh, i guess it all makes sense it is you know no i guess it, we've it, just witnessed why we need those moments yeah exactly thank you you know have you watched neil brennan's new thing yeah you did yeah where he's like just take a moment and just acknowledge your your uh what is it called your acknowledge your, pr- pr- your privilege privilege I can't even say the word. I don't even have the, I don't even know what it is. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. It didn't bother me. I just took it to mean like this guy, like just because the whole movie was so personal to chef finds uh, or, you know, I, I just thought it was his own, you know, I just was like, Oh, this is this guy's beef. Um, he has, yeah. Kind of beef with himself, beef with his dad, beef with his family that he's, acknowledging you know i mean shit he you know he if you're if you're looking at it in terms of characters in the movie doing things he used his uh stature as the head chef to try and force a woman to sleep with him and then punished her 
um, by not talking to her, uh, which isn't super cool. Um, you know, it's, it's creepy. And he's, he's like making, uh, he's making amends for it in this moment before he dies. Um, because spo- the biggest spoiler is here is uh, it, th- this this menu is set up to have all the all the guests and the whole restaurant dead at the end of the night. They're gonna. This is the creme de la creme, the piece de la resistance. They uh, they've been working on this this and for a while, and everybody here is here for a reason, and they're all chosen because they represent something in the kind of the point of the the menu point of the whole uh the whole reason for everyone being here everybody's there for a reason and so i don't know i think for me it didn't uh, it didn't hit me that way so that's interesting that that uh that uh, it 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 burned you that bad yeah there's that i think they could have done a little more um in terms of like like the the diners fighting back or trying to escape i wish they did a little bit more of that but they made a point of it later where it was like you know be honest with yourself how hard did you really try to leave which is pretty great too um because in that in that situation would you be running out the door you know or if like you you tried something once and it didn't work like how easy would you be defeated um and then the other one that I just wish that there was more of, just mostly because I saw an interview with John Leguizamo. John Leguizamo is supposed to be like a wash-up actor, mm-hmm. and he said that he based it on Steven Seagal. And I wish he went like harder, <laughs> Steven Seagal. I wish he would have gone like all the way with like just be Steven Seagal. I, I would have honestly, I would have loved it if they'd cast Steven Seagal in this movie. <laughs> Just to see a train wreck. <laughs> they should have cast Tom Segura because I really don't think an actor can appropriate can can capture like you'd need a method actor. Like Leguizamo's not the right guy to capture right. Seagal, right? Like Leguizamo's great actor. Don't get me wrong. I love Leguizamo. He's But he's definitely Leguizamo in in, in, in most of the stuff he's in. Yeah, in everything he's in. Like in order to catch Seagal, you'd need somebody who's deeply invested in understanding Seagal, which would yeah. have to be a method actor or a comedian, or a comedian. you know, like, yeah. yeah. Um, or Seagal, like yeah. that would have been like really brilliant, but also like impossible. Like it would have made the filming of this thing just horrible. According to what I've heard about Seagal, which is, he just makes yeah. everything bad. Um, but yeah, I think for the most part, like everything else worked like, <clears throat> even like the little asides where so for example like if you wanted to compare kind of uh the way a similar way they could have dealt with that topic i don't know maybe maybe it's just they made it such a such a feature of it but like if you compare it to like how they treated the stock bros where they really dealt on you know corruption and and finance or or whatever and but that was just to service the storyline of the main theme, which was like these are types of of uh, clients of like this high high uh, high end establishment 
and they're horrible people, but it's not going to go into making a point about, you know, uh, hedge fund managers or like, um, hostile takeover people or anything like that. They just made a point to serve the character and, to like service the plot. And I just think the, the men suck moment was kind of a non sequitur. It, yeah. It, I mean, I'll, I'll say this, it does get tiresome to constantly be reminded that, Oh, like to be held accountable for the sins of others, you know, like, Oh yeah. I, I mean, I, it's not like I don't understand where you're coming from. Um, and it's not like anybody who's being honest can't either. Uh, you know, um, let's say um, you're, you're a woman who has been, uh, or, or a man who has been constantly, you know, is, is just been at the hands of men, just done wrong. Well, I'm not that guy, you know, unless, unless you're, you know, my, ex I don't know. Look, let her, look at our one-star reviews. And we no, no. Those guys. You know what I mean? <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Where it's just like, Oh, let's hold, let's hold a whole gender, uh, responsible for the sins of some of the people who represent that gender. Oh, didn't we make a decision that that was a bad idea? Yeah, no, you can't do that. Yeah, it's bad. Except for the, you know, now the tables have turned, so we get to dish it back. And it's like, well, did you want it? Did you want it to be fair and good? Or did you just want to spit in somebody's face for a while until you become the bad person? You know, so I don't know. I, I get what you're saying, but uh, I don't. Know. It didn't bother me in this movie, but it does bother me generally speaking. Um, so, anyways, we we can get back to the movie. So, like, I I really like the slow roll. It really is just setting up all the characters and the restaurant for the first like 20 minutes, and just really relishes in the concept of smelling your own farts when you're at one of these like high-end restaurants yeah yeah the the start is they get on this boat to go out to the island all the clients and they are given this entry dish you know this like hey little appetizer aperitif thing and uh and what's his face just fucking comes he's just like oh this is uh, uh, uh. just like uh what's his face uh tyler played by nicholas holt yeah, I can I just say like there's there's kind of this weird subculture or this re weird meme in social media around food. Like if you're on TikTok or if you're on like YouTube where they're doing recipes or doing stuff like the money shot is when they taste it and it looks like they're coming in their pants. Like that's a requirement now to do to do anything you're like let's let's try it out we're so on, good we're on it's video amazing. right now so yeah. if you want to see bryce coming uh you can head on over to youtube yeah yeah here let me try it, do do my cum it, face do it again do it. oh man i am so <laughs> man rock so good man. i'm rock solid um man you're such you're so good looking when you come 
uh yeah no this this is absurd um you know i don't know i don't know how i feel about anya taylor joy i love her as an actress um she's she's wonderful she's beautiful she's just the strangest looking person i've ever seen you know like i mean and it's in a gorgeous way um in like a, an exotic way um it's just like wow you're so, every each time i see her somehow she becomes more and more extreme version of herself and in this one she's um She's so last time we saw her was about a year ago in that London movie. What was that fucking thing called? Um, something in Soho, one night in Soho. Yeah, last night in Soho. Yeah, yeah. And um, since then, she it seems like she's lost. I, she didn't have a lot of weight to lose. Um, but in this movie, in the menu, it seems like she's lost 15 pounds or something like that. It she looks severely gaunt, which um. I mean, she, again, she looks beautiful. It's just every time I see her, I'm just struck by, and actually there's a lot of that in this movie. Um, the Elsa, the, uh, the hostess, uh, for the restaurant is they choose an interesting look for her that prominently features her ears. Um, you know, they have her, her hair tied back. And so her ears are sticking way out which would normally be covered by her hair, I assume. Um, and, uh, and then Nicholas Holt is, is kind of an extreme featured person uh, as well to me, uh, kind of. Uh, and then Arturo Castro, who plays Soren, one of the stock bros, also very strange. So like they choose all these very like kind of exotically interesting to look at people. Um, which I thought was somewhat interesting. Um, did any of that strike you? Um, I mean, Anya Taylor Joy is definitely like, yeah. Every time you see her, like, it's it's similar with like Emma Stone, where like, how does a human have eyes like that? I just don't understand. Like, you've never seen anyone with eyes that big or that. I mean. Far, far apart, apart if we're <laughs> if we're being honest <laughs> and um and she is beautiful i i like the fact that she she is playing kind of a different character for her like um being more you know because i think she's been cast in in like a lot of parts because of that kind of otherworldly quality of her look to where she's kind of set up her characters are kind of set up on a pedestal as being you know uh, otherworldly or you know exotic or or like pristine or whatever and this is she's just you know kind of just a regular girl that you know has strong opinions and she's not like being beholden to you know she's not like a a statue and she's an active character in this movie um last time i saw her was in uh the northman which was fantastic have you seen that one yet uh, it's one of these ones that i that i obviously i will love i imagine uh why not but uh but i just look at it and i go that's a commitment i have to commit 
to a movie like movies are just hard to commit to now unless it's for the show uh, i just prefer shows um so no i haven't do you think you know i'm thinking as a person with like a outside of the you know standard deviation for human bodies do you think it's hard for her to find goggles that'll fit you think she should go snorkeling like she puts on goggles and like the edges of her eyes She's are like, poking out damn it Roman. again <clears throat> you told me this was a special <laughs> manufacturer do you have an extra an extra long nose no, see Saddle the water's thing. trickling in. No, it's tri- I know it looks like it's covering it, but it's it's trickling in. Yeah. So or like she has no choice but to wear contacts cuz like glasses would you know she'd be off the rails Listen, with them. Listen, Anya, we're just jealous. You know. I am jealous. Like there's no I'm just saying like it, it's uh, she's it, there are probably things that are you know, whenever you see someone's whose body is outside of the average like yeah there you gotta you know you've got problems that other people don't have you know like finding goggles that fit or finding you know for me sitting in plastic chairs like (laughs) it's a dangerous proposition there's just can there's just concerns that you have to think about that's right so um, at this point in the movie, uh, it, we're at the start. With our, our everybody is being taken to an island, um, and once they get to the island, they're get kind of given a tour, um, right? So, so they get there and they see, oh, um, these these are here's where we source all of our stuff. Um, most of this, you know, a lot of our stuff we get that's growing naturally around the island. Here's our storehouse where we age our beef um and we age our beef for an astonishing 152 days and uh and not as not a second more and there's a joke made by one of the stock bros or angel investor guys that is uh, uh it's something like what happens if uh what happens if if you let it go for an extra day and and elsa the um the the hostess who is very severe and not welcoming as you would think a hostess for a $1,200 dinner should be uh, snaps back at him about how that would actually fucking kill you. And, um, and it's a good thing we're professionals, right? <laughs> uh, so we kind of get this weird, there's ominous vibes the whole way through. Uh, but because everyone feels as though they've spent enough money they feel as though they're going to definitely be taken care of appropriately and uh, not killed um, at the end of the night. Um, so, so it's gone over that, you know, everyone, everyone who works here lives on the Island. These are, these are their, um, these are their living quarters. Um, and, and so we're highly committed to our craft and our art, this is what we consider to be art. And really, this is the push of the whole movie is we do impressive things. We, we do art and, and we produce uh, that which you consume. 
and uh, and the care that we put into it is inordinate to, compared to the compared to the care that you put into consuming it. You just you just blah blah blah. You just yum yum yum. Yeah, it's good. Blah, or I don't like it. Or the emotions broken. And this is kind of the the heart of this movie, and it kind of hit me at about the two thirds mark. You know, I did I did with this movie what I do with every movie, which is like internalize it tremendously. Um, and so it kind of hit me how it kind of feels similar to what we do. And then people bag on us and, you know, we, we put a lot of energy into trying to entertain people. And it sometimes it feels like like that. It's, it's like people the people that care about us care a lot, but the people who are willing to bag on us, it's like, why would you put so much energy into hating something that we give you for free? Um, so I don't know, for me, this movie kind of hit an extra nerve. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, anytime you're subject to criticism or and that you see it and it affects what you're doing, you know, it's it uh it bothers you because you're like well why does that good person get to say that you know and because they don't know your perspective they don't know how much you care about what you do or how much like you're concerned about the things that they say are wrong you know but uh no i didn't i didn't internalize it on my end but I think it communicated that concept really well. And he, he makes, so the chef Slowick makes a, a statement at the end, which is basically like, you know, he works hard and dedicated his entire life to this, to be able to cook at this level and charge as much as he can. And by doing so, he's only serving the people that will extract all joy from the experience from him, you know? So the only people that can afford it are people you don't want to serve, you know, <clears throat> which is an interesting concept. Um, similar movie, kind of the similar, like actual moral to the story or the point that it was trying to make was pig with, with Nicholas cage, where there's kind of a similar thing where, he visits one of these chefs that um, he cooked with or taught and he's got like a, you know, super, super fancy restaurant and Nicholas Cage just tears him down. And he says like, you know, is this what you want to be doing or is this just what you feel you need to do to get praise? Because I feel no, you know, you can taste no love or emotion in, in the food. And, um, uh, yeah, like high uh, high end dining starts to enter in like the weird realm of art that like high fashion does where you're like what are we doing this for? Like no one's going to wear that. Like no one can wear like couture stuff out in the world. Like even at the most like specific event like you're not going to wear like even at like the Met Gala, you're not gonna wear like 
the clothes that are inflatable balloons, you know, and you're like, well, what are we doing here? Like, what is, who is this for? And like, why is this other than just such a intense, intense, um, privileged in crowd to appreciate. And that's the same thing with like, you know, this, this super upper echelon of, of dining where it's like, do you really want to like eat your cucumber as goo? Like is, is like making it into a foam and a goo pool the best way to eat a cucumber? Or are you just like running out of (laughs) ideas and you're like, eh, we, we gotta, gotta use nitrogen and we gotta make little globules and, and stuff because that's what the, that's what the customers want in this like high end world. And it's, it's not, it's probably not as, uh, it probably doesn't bring as much enjoyment as like just well-cooked food and good ingredients for things that you're actually relatively familiar with, you know? Yeah. It, it is interesting because it, it takes the idea of presenting a new experience and goes too far with it. It's it's like eating is no longer just eating for deliciousness and sustenance. Now it's for like entertainment or like to make you think or to to like deconstruct nature to get a point across about how important nature is and it's like can we eat the food though like can can we enjoy the movie is it a good is it a good movie like can we can we wear the clothes like will it like will there be holes in them or or is this practical enough like all i need the clothes for is to like stay warm or cool and cover my genitals like and it would be a bonus if i looked good in it too you know like so this point where you get to having a customer like uh like Tyler where he's just um just coming over your fucking conceptual bullshit that you know is bullshit because you came up with it and you're like not impressed with your own shit anymore you're like wait why am i doing this and the customer's just like is that a, a rosemary i taste and you're like yeah it's fucking rosemary shut the fuck up You know, you're like, at this point, you can smell your own farts and you're watching everybody else sniff them and you're like, oh, they're just sniffing my farts. That's, that's all that's happening. Is there a child in here? It's a ghost. Oh my God. Um, yeah. The other thing is like, do we need to pause? Is that my end? With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's on your end. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Um, well, if a child pops up and terrifies you, it'll be good pod. Um, so yeah, the, what was I going to say? 
Oh, the I, sniffing I your own farts, like, like you... yeah. So like the whole the whole thing where it's like, no, this is no longer about food. This is about theater and presentation and like subverting expectations where it's like the bread course has no bread it's like okay (laughs) like what does that serve other than just like yeah being it's like the definition of pretentiousness it's like okay so you're just saying fuck you and that's why Anya Taylor Joy's character or Margot is like, great. It's like the the one offset of all these horrible people in this entire world that's set up because she's like, um, yeah, but uh, this is bullshit, right? Like, this is obviously bullshit, and everyone else is like so invested in it because it's it's somehow their their identity or their value is tied up into it. Well, no one wants to be the person who doesn't get the joke, you know? So if you react poorly to the thing, then maybe you didn't get it. Maybe this isn't for you. Maybe you're dumb, you know? Like, oh, you didn't get what we were doing there? And it's like, no, I just wanted to eat some bread. And... um, and is that so bad? And it's like, no, uh, no. Uh, I will say one of the parts of this movie that I enjoyed the most was the surprises. Um, and a lot of the surprises were delivered in the form of violence. Yeah. I was just going to say, like, we should go through the slow ramp up because they do really well with like slowly increasing the disease as an audience and like, like setting it up for the twist that, you know, is going to come, it's going to come eventually. So like the start is just like pretentiousness. It's just like, okay. So it seems there seems like a little too serious about it, or there see, it seems like it's too much of a, you know, enclosed enclave on this Island and just the the setup of being on an island that you can't get off of which was actually the the inspiration for it like some one of the writers went to an island for this for a dinner and he's like he just realized like that's a you know you can't leave until you finish this dinner you know like there's no boat off of the island until so that's kind of a for like an introvert that's pretty terrifying <laughs> prospect that you can't you know eject yourself so so that that whole setup is like has like an undercurrent of like so i can't escape i can't just what if i don't like it and then it's like the the host is being too serious and then it's like the first courses um like it's like super serious and takes it serious and then like the bread course without the bread you're like okay this is it's kind of delving into yeah we're being super pretentious but also fuck you like specifically fuck fuck you you don't get bread and and like the people that are asking for it are like <laughs> no that's really like but yeah no they, they it's not 
yeah so like the stock bros are like hey give us some bread like seriously though like we like okay so side uh a little, little bit of side info for you here the stock bros are actually like part of an angel investment firm that own this island and therefore this this uh this company so they're they feel as though they can throw their weight around um and technically they should be able to um if everyone is honoring their their contracts um but uh, you know the chef has gone rogue and he no longer values his angel investors and he's plans on killing them um at the end of the night so uh so they're they're like give us bread and 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 elsa the uh the 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 hostess is like "Mm, no mm -mm, i don't think so it's not this isn't a joke like we take this seriously and uh oh i should mention like the most ominous part of this whole thing aside from the chef being just very ominous in every way is the fact that he has his mother seated in the on the corner table as a as a staple like this is yes she is a prop and she's been here all like through every serving he's ever done like it's established that she's here and she's always drinking um and and just having her in the background all beaten down and like dejected was like oh there's some sort of weird thing going on some sort of weird mama thing going on here that's like the next step in the ramp up is is that course where he talks about his past and the 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 memories and he like starts it out with like this monologue so each course like has a monologue from the chef basically and this monologue he talks about basically uh Tuesday's taco night and uh this one taco night his dad beat the shit out of his mom and he stabbed him in the thigh with you know some kitchen shears which is like you know goes from being pretentious to be like oversharing was like this is weird and menacing now but then he like stabs little little scissors in the chicken thigh and it's like kind of whimsical and everyone's like (laughs) yes quite right quite right and but then they get the tortillas and there's like pictures or incriminating evidence for each of them being lasered into the tortillas and so it starts being like what are you what's going on you know like how did you how how did you get these spreadsheets that show you know fraud and they're like <laughs> it's all part of the menu and you're like mm, something's not right and then like the turning point is the sous chef comes out and the chef is like being really cruel to him saying like basically you'll never be great you want to be great but you'll never be great and so this is like um dedicating your life to this thing that you'll never you know achieve your goals at is the mess and the tragedy and and then the sous chef shoots himself in the fucking head yeah they give him a gun and then he just boom in front of all these people a screen comes down to catch the blood uh, uh-huh. to prevent the blood from going into the into the into the food yeah. and then everything continues as and everyone's just aghast you know it's it's so everybody just believes that like they're not sure whether or not a man just committed suicide in front of them but right. they have and no reason to believe otherwise 
and that's like where the real the satire really starts to take hold because like half the diners are like Haha, what a good show like yeah like, Tyler obviously is obviously like, okay great real. next course like let's have it right and and then like uh john leguizamo and the stock bros are like uh this is real like something's not right and so there's the split <clears throat> But there's as an audience, like watching the movie too, is like they could go either way. And I think they do a really good job of making it ambiguous of like this could all be a show. You know, everything that happens could be they could do the twist where it's like, ah, we're all in on it. Because at some point they do do that, you know, at least once or twice they like show like, yep, we're in on it. Um so the next one is like the the regulars like the the uh you know older couple um decide to leave but um they cut off the guy's finger and so like all of a sudden now harm is being done to the diners and then that's when it's revealed that like no one's getting out alive <laughs> no one in here is getting out alive and then the rest of it is just kind of the surreal experience of like well, now what's coming up next? Because like you don't like where you go from here, and it's like the inevitable. And they do a couple more rounds. Um, I can't believe we've gotten almost to an hour and we haven't mentioned Judith Light because that was the most distracting part of this movie. Was seeing Judith Light. I'm like, where do I know her from? I'm oh like, yeah, no, it's a sitcom. It's either who's the boss. It's or who's the like boss. growing pains or something. Yeah. And she was the the main she was the the joint lead with Tony Danza and who's the right. boss. So I like Tony Danza. Uh. So every every time I see her, I was like, Angela? Angela? Yeah. Angela? Well, she's been in a she's been in an absolute ass load of stuff. Like she is Right. She's, she's like I looked at her I stopped working. Yeah, I looked at her IMDB and she's like She's out there way more than I than I realize. I just haven't seen her in as many things. And as looking as she looked, she looks almost the same as she did back in yeah. the nineties and eighties. It's, it's impressive. It is um, Angela. I like Tony Danza. Angela, Samantha, Mona. <laughs> yeah, who's the boss? Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's so much interpersonal stuff. Like, so it should be said, like, there's just too much stuff for us to really get into. Right, right, right. Like, right. every one of these um, uh, customers, groups, yeah. diners, um, is somebody, right? And so you learn, they all have their own little stories, and shocking things happen throughout, and some of them are connected. So, like, Anya Taylor-Joy isn't supposed to be there. She's a hooker who... Tyler, I'm sorry, a sex worker. An escort, David. I'm an escort. I'm meant to be respectful of sex workers who also deserve respect in their uh in the way I talk about them. Yeah. Um because in the beginning of the movie, she she's not on like the guest role and like it sh- it sh- throws a little bit of like confusion into it. And what the story is like Nicholas Holt had originally put down his girlfriend but they broke up and so he brought a hooker and then it's also revealed that his character is the one probably the only one that was told that everyone was going to die beforehand 
which is so ironic because he's the one that's like totally down with it. Like he's like, yeah, I'm like, I, this is what I signed up for, for the chef to kill me. Like I'm get to be a part of the menu. Like this is going to be great. Uh, but, but he had Anya Taylor joy join him because he couldn't be seated alone. And he brought her knowing she would be killed too. One of the things like in retrospect now that doesn't make a lot of sense was like the relationship between those two in the beginning seems like they're actually dating. Cause he's like, Oh, you know, I can't believe I'm with a, you know, the popular girl or like a girl as gorgeous as you or whatever. But then it's revealed that he just hired her. And I was like, I don't know if some of that, maybe I'd have to go back and look at the dialogue in the beginning of the movie and maybe it does make sense, but that relationship seemed like it turned into a different thing through the, throughout the course of the movie. But that's also like one of the best parts is like seeing how much of an asshole that character is where he's like, it goes from being like, Oh, it's okay. You don't have to be into it as much as I do. Like I, you know, you know, I respect you. And then it's like, you are a child. <laughs> like, you don't understand the importance of what's going on. And she's like, yeah, but there's no bread. Anyways. And then like, so yeah, so they go through all these things. They do all this character development and revelations and it, the inevitable is going to happen. And then kind of the the twist or like the... the uh, you know, cherry on top is, is Anya Taylor joy. Her character kind of cracks the code of the chef to where she sees his backstory and sees like, you know, he she, she looks at these pictures of him throughout his career and sees that obviously he was happier in the beginning, you know, when he was just kind of a line cook and, and then she, um, finally like calls out, the whole experience and this is like pretentious i haven't eaten like anything because it it all tastes bad i want to send it back and, and then she orders a cheeseburger and it's obvious that like chef slowick enjoys cooking like just a simple cheeseburger and seeing someone enjoy it you know and like the the love of the craft or whatever is is rekindled in him and then she you know, says she, her eyes were bigger than her, than her stomach. Uh, her eyes were wider than her stomach and that she needed to take it to go. And, um, and so that was her out that she got a to go box. She left and she basically gets to save herself. And then I thought that was going to be the key where everyone goes like, they just realize like, oh yeah, no one enjoys this. No one, no one actually wants to eat any of this like emulsion or like goo or fuzz or stuff without bread. It's like, can we all just get a cheeseburger? That sounds good. You know? And I thought that was going to be like the out for everyone. <laughs> it was like, um, yeah, actually, could I also get a cheeseburger? And then all of a sudden it's, Everyone's cool and happy again. Everyone gets to leave. No, it was <laughs> no one caught on to that. So they just like 
no, they, they have the final course, which is the dessert, which is s'mores. And he makes, he does this monologue where he's like, this is an abomination <laughs> where it's like you have just highly industrialized processed food that is just like, you know, too much on its own, but somehow the magic of putting it over fire and toasting it just makes it delicious. And then, so he, he makes the entire restaurant or the, the dining room floor into the plate with, and like dresses them up as with marshmallows and chocolate. And then he burns all of them a la midsummer, you know? And, uh, I thought it was pretty great. I mean, it was a pretty great ending. Um, I thought it could have gone a, a couple of different ways. I was not seeing that though. Like I did not, I did not see like it was going to be a statement like that, but I guess that makes sense. I thought it was either going to be like, they're going to figure out a way to leave or it was going to be revealed that everyone was in on it, that the guy's finger didn't actually get cut off. Like all the people that died, you know, come and take a bow. Um, or it was going to be like kind of a a free for all at the end where everyone's going at each other with knives or something like that. Um yeah, it was an interesting it was an interesting way to end it uh for sure. And uh, I mean, it made me laugh a lot when they brought out the jackets for of marshmallows and uh and had the whole room go up in in flames. I mean, it was it it was it was hilarious, but it was also like the burger moment was touching. You know, it was it was like, oh, oh, like this. It was such a great way to bring the point, like what the movie's all about together for the audience. Like it was like she saw the picture of him happy to to make his to make his burger as a kid and like to give this to people, you know, like to to serve something good quality that that you can stand by uh to to a customer and so she took advantage of that and found the way out and then everybody else just strangely accepted their fate maybe because they had just through this experience been shown yeah you are kind of garbage and you kind of do deserve to die like you didn't even fight for your life like what are you even thinking of i mean this tyler guy's so into it that he wants to die to be a part of this menu like he He's willing to bring others, unwilling participants in to die for it. So um, it's very, it, it is very interesting uh, and it's a, it's a cool concept and I like the concept a lot. So yeah, final recommendations. Is there anybody who you wouldn't recommend this to? I guess is a good question. Um, if you're expecting like a slasher or like a lot of gore and stuff, from the trailer or I was kind of expecting like um, cannibalism or like, I, I thought it was going to go like completely different. Um, you're not going to get that, but I wouldn't say you shouldn't see it. I think, I think it's a good and interesting movie on its own. Um, but people that don't like super dry or, you know, um, you know, horror movies that are kind of up in your head maybe maybe steer clear but everyone else like i think it's great I, it's a really this would i would put it on like 
um a good movie to watch with people that don't like horror movies too like it's not it's not too hard it's more of a thriller um and the shocking points aren't anything that you really would see outside of like you know you you could i could see all of the shocking moments in this movie on a tv show you know and it like it wouldn't be you know disturbing enough to where you couldn't you know that where you'd had to look away or anything so yeah no i agree with that i think uh i think this is this is just a really well done thriller uh it's pretty pretty spectacular in its concept and its execution and it's fun and funny uh yeah i i i i I would recommend this to uh to everyone and with that um let's get into our first bit of taglines here's taglines taglines a little bit that we like to do uh where we come up with alternative taglines that are cringy funny stupid uh cringy and funny and cringy mm-hmm. um so let's see here they had some pretty good they had some pretty good taglines on this movie i think they're worth mentioning um just right out the gate um here's one of them uh, wonderful surprises await you all. But my, but my favorite is uh, painstakingly prepared, brilliantly executed. Mm. I I feel like those are things that a, that a fucking pretentious restaurant would uh, say about mm-hmm. their about their uh, emulsion. Um, but so, how many do you have? I have four. I got three. So you go first. Okay. Uh, the menu. Have you ever eaten a dish that could take a bite out of you? The menu. This meal left Anya Taylor-Joy (laughs) wide-eyed. Okay, so I actually came up with, like, kind of serious ones for this, because it just just made, like, it was too hard not to, almost. I couldn't come Uh up with. Okay. So. um, Don't apologize. Just saying. I'm not apologizing. I'm just uh, introing it. Uh, so the menu, like pigs to the slaughter. The menu, Angela, where's Samantha and Mona and Jonathan? <laughs> the menu, would you like some pepper? Okay, just say when. <laughs> you got to do the <laughs> with the mm-hmm. with the pepper thing, like at uh, Olive Garden. Or or the automated Parmesan thing. All right. The menu. Now who's the boss? <laughs> Shut. The menu. Oh, Saul, would you like it in the wound? And there you go. That is taglines. So um, now we have a very 
a very cool thing going on. We get to talk with Jordan McLaughlin about his new horror-themed card game, Don't Get Stabbed. He's over there at RookieMage.com. You got to check him out. Um, They're advertising with us this month um, at RookieMage.com. You get uh, get 10% off your order over there. If you uh, if you use code HMT at checkout and they're already having a sale going on right now on all their stuff they got 20% off. So if you use code HMT, you get another 10% off. So that's like uh, it's like 30% off or something, if, if my math's right. So anyway, uh, Jordan was a real delight uh, to have on the show and uh, and we got to pick his brains about a lot of the uh, horror-themed card games that he came up with. So without any further ado, here is Jordan McLaughlin. And with us today, thank you so much for joining us, uh, Jordan from Rookie Mage Games. Welcome, Um, Jordan. I'm excited to be here. (laughs) It's starting off on a great great foot there. Well, it's always hard when you're recording these things remotely, you know, it's, it's easy to step on, to even step on your own toes. Um, so, so you started Rookie Mage Games, is that right? I started it in, uh, 2018 and then we did the first Kickstarter in 2019, um, which is kind of really when things picked up when we started, uh, Don't Get Stabbed. And when, when you started Rookie Mage Games, what, like, so are you, are you like a table game or a card game a freak? Are you, or do you I, I wouldn't say things? I'm a freak, but like we, it was basically when we would hang out with like friends and cousins and we'd sit around, be drinking and stuff. We'd pull out at like a casual game, like cards against humanity, exploding kittens, werewolf. Like we were more of casual gamers. We, we don't really do the whole thing where you like spend four hours playing a game and strategy and stuff. We, we like stuff where, you know, our drunk friend can keep up and know what's going on. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I've actually, so, and with that in mind, you, you under the name rookie mage games, you created, uh, you created this game. Yeah. Don't get stabbed. Yeah. That, that right? was the first game I made. Um, it actually was just, it was, you know, a night where we were all sitting around playing games and my cousin leaned over and she's like, you know, you should make one of these. And she, I'm just like, what? Fuck. Yeah. I should make one of these. Um, and I, I was pretty trash that night. So as we're driving back in the car, I'm just going, it's going to be called don't get stabbed. I'm going to make it like one person's the killer. Everyone else's victims are going to do all this. And I don't think anyone thought that it was going to last like more than a day. But then two weeks later, like I had a working prototype that we were at the next game night that that's what we were doing. A, man, I want to know how often it is that drunk ideas actually, you know, where you're like, it's brilliant. <laughs> I have a great idea. And then, and then how often do they actually make it to fruition yeah. like this? But this game's, I mean, this game's huge. I, I've just got done watching uh, yeah. Smosh, uh, uh, you know, play it on uh, on a on a smosh video on yeah. youtube so yeah it's like, huge like, I, I didn't even know they were going to play it i was literally just sitting on my phone on the couch on like a sunday afternoon and then like my phone just goes like beep 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 and i started looking at it's just sales coming in of people buying the game and i'm like what the f happened i haven't done anything <laughs> and i i went most of the day having no clue what was going on until I logged into YouTube later that night and like it came up as a suggested video. Like I didn't even search for it. It just presented itself to me. I'm like, well, shit, (laughs) this is awesome. 
how many of those how many of those moments uh have have occurred because i'm sure that's a feeling that's just like i mean we've had a few moments like that for our podcast where it's like what is happening and uh and i love these stories do you have are there any others i mean oh, smosh, yeah. so had smosh was amazing um the the other thing that, that comes to mind is um you know in 2022 when the new scream came out um I had some people messaging me of like, Hey, your game is in the scream house. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And so I, they were like, if you search it on YouTube, you'll find it. And so Paramount or whoever it is, when they were promoting the movie, they went to the original house from scream and like rented it out through Airbnb for like bloggers and different things. And someone on the production team or something bought that game and left it in there for them to play. And so I started finding these videos of people that are in the house and they're just sitting around playing don't get stabbed, which is so weird because like that was like scream was where I really got into horror movies and also provided a lot of inspiration for the game itself. So it was like this really weird full circle thing. Oh man, that must've been so cool. So, and you're talking about promotion for this most recent scream 2022, right? Man, that that's incredible. Uh, so I got to ask you. You bring up uh, Scream has kind of g- got your intro to uh, horror, and I think I think people of my generation, uh, I imagine you're not far off from me. We're pretty close. Um, a lot of people, I feel like, got their start with Scream. What are what are some of your other favorite horror movies? Uh, Go to always Friday Thirteenth. Like if I'm bored, okay. it's just eh, they're on a Friday Thirteenth. <laughs> Let it run in the back. Um, uh, those are always good. I mean, I'm I'm a really big sucker for Black Friday or not Black Christmas, like the the original Black one, Christmas, not the yeah. the other one that they did. Um, that's always great. Okay. Um, man, what other good ones? I I know a lot of people hate on it, but I do like the Babadook. <laughs> oh man, oh man, I'm so glad you brought brought up the Babadook. This is the hottest uh, point of contention <laughs> between uh, between Bryce. And myself, Bryce, I mean, so many people either completely love or completely yeah. hate the Babadook. There nope. is no in between. There's nobody who's just kind of like, eh, it was yep. all right. You know, there's everybody is like, yeah, no. Uh, okay. Yeah, no, that's, uh, that's definitely a, uh, a big one. Uh, well, I, let me ask you, cause I'm a huge Friday the 13th fan. Do you have one in particular or one or two that, that you really enjoy? More uh, the than second the one. Cause they're all like, I similar. love Baghead Jason. Okay. And then and actually I have a good story now. Uh, so I went to days of the dead in uh, Indiana. Uh, I think it was what July or something. And I'm sitting at the bar, you know, after I like had spent most of the day, you know, manning a booth and stuff. And the guy beside me starts talking to me and I'm like, man, I should know this guy. And I, and and like, we're just talking about random stuff that's on the TV. And then it suddenly pops into me like, this is baghead Jason. (laughs) No way. Yeah. I sat there talking to him for like 30 minutes, at least trying to figure out who he was. And I didn't want to be like the guy of like, you're a celebrity. You know, I didn't want to be that guy. I was like, he's just trying to chill out and have a beer and relax for the day. So I'm not going to bug him. And I'm really going to look stupid if I think he's famous and he's not. (laughs) <laughs> but like as soon as he walked away i got on my phone and looked up his picture i'm like it was him <laughs> oh damn you didn't bring you you weren't able to like gush well that yeah. could have been a good thing i don't know i i, I it's about a 50 50 if i start gushing 
I don't know. Like it could be, it could turn out great. It all depends on, although, you know, he's there for the event, yeah. you know? So it think it seems like he would be in that mode of accepting that kind of uh, yeah. adoration. I don't know. Um, back to, uh, so, so do you have back to mm-hmm. rookie mage games and don't get stabbed? Uh, if any, by the way, if anybody wants to, uh, check out some, some of the games on, uh, rookie mage games, they can go to rookie mage.com yep, mage. right? or if you prefer Amazon, amazon.com slash rookie mage games. And that'll show you everything that's there. Gotcha. And are there any other, I kind of, I kind of scrolled through some of the, some of the differing offerings on there and it seemed like you had a couple more horror themed games. Yeah. I've got the the unseen, um, which is like, it's about a cult taking over a town. Um, If you ever played like a werewolf game, it's similar mechanics to that. I I kept trying to play like mafia and um, ultimate werewolf with my friends and they could never keep up with it because they would be drinking too much. So I was like, I'm going to make a social deduction game that's drunk proof. And that's kind of what I tried to make. And so far, every time people have been drinking and play it, they've been able to keep up with it. Um, and, and actually, if you ask most of my friends, they are say that's the game that they like the most that I've made. Yep, and that's the, the unseen. unseen. Okay. I love the approach that you take to creating card games because is that a card game as well okay okay so here's my issue with a lot of like tabletop games um even some card games they're just like i'm not in that headspace like some people are i have some friends who have just a wall of like board games and card games and all this kind of stuff i'm not that guy but i like to you know i like to play them i like to pick them up but if 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 it takes me more than one game to like to get it right and get the feel yeah. for it, I'm just, I'm just dis, I'm just yeah. done. You know, I'm like, ah, so this it, drunk proof method is, it sounds like, uh, would, would yeah, be like, I've always got three rules when I make a game is it's gotta be different than something that's been done. Like we're not just going to make our own version of monopoly. Like we don't do that crap. Um, it's gotta be, able to be learned in five minutes and drunk people have to be do be able to do it. Those are the three rules. Yeah. That's what I liked about the, when I, when I watched the, uh, the Smosh playthrough, I was like, Oh, I get it mm-hmm. already. Like this is not, this is not hard. And one person gets to be the killer. So, so that gives it huge replayability yeah. in a group. It feels like to me because it's like, well, yeah, you don't, you, the, the object is don't get stabbed, but like the, the little, uh, the subtext, the tagline on the whole thing is like, yeah. you could stab. <laughs> I had to put uh for pretend on there just in case someone decided to have a fit. <laughs> a little, little uh, yeah. legal maneuvering to protect myself. <laughs> yeah. No. Oh, oh, I see. So it, wait, it what says, was the, uh, kill what your family and friends. And then in parentheses says for pretend. <laughs> Yeah. For pretend. Okay. Yeah. No, th- this is great. I think a lot of people who listen to horror movie talk will be completely into this kind of, this kind of thing, this kind of card game. So um, let me ask, are there, do you have any new games uh, that you have planned for rookie? Yeah. Beach? Um, I've got, well, I've got two games that just came out that are kind of more family friendly games. 
Um, I think my nieces and nephews were going to kill me if I kept making games they weren't allowed to play. Because <laughs> like, it was a big deal. Like when the Kickstarter was going on, they're like, well, we want to play it. I'm like, mm, you're not allowed, though. And then like the next two games, they weren't old enough. So like they started giving me dirty looks. So I'm like, all right, I've got to start making some family games. So I've got a, a game called Oh Nuts, uh, which is like squirrels fighting over nuts for the winter. Very kind of like Looney Tunes style type stuff. Um, and then I got one here, which is Portal Potties. And this one's about wizards that lost their jobs. So they all go into the porta potty business and they teleport poop into each other's toilets to make them overflow and put them out of business. Um, so, so if your kid talking. loves potty humor, we have... that's all that is. <laughs> oh man, now you're directly into our audience. We have a long-standing bit on this show. Okay, just a little story time here for you. There's a... Um... <laughs> There's a an Australian YouTuber uh, called uh, Drain Addict, and he he literally just goes around and unclogs drains with this high pressure hose, and it's the strangest kind of addicting. Uh, and uh, and so we have a bunch of his sound drops uh, that we use on our show, and uh, and we've been trying for years to get him on the show, but he just <laughs> ignores us at every every turn. This this plumber. Just keeps ignoring. We're like, please come on the show. We have all your, our fans love this stuff. So when you're talking about teleporting poop around, this is, this is horror movie talk, uh, directly. Um, do you have, I, I heard that, uh, when we were talking, uh, before the interview, I heard that you had, uh, another game called like, uh, nuns yeah, with nunchucks. Here. So like this one, it's going to become to Kickstarter, uh, probably late winter, spring where you, I got to, kind of see how things go. Um, but this is like a kind of like a battle game where you, you build an army using your cards and it's like the worst army ever. So it's all characters that are like the craziest things I could think of. My favorite is Tony Lincoln, Abraham Lincoln's lesser known twin brother. Um, stupid things that I think are funny. <laughs> um, but they like, everyone has That's like awesome. attack points and battle points and you're just fighting to kill each other off. Nice. So, okay. So we gotta, we gotta kind of fit you into a cut. We, we got people gotta, got, I want people mm -hmm. to know you. So I'm going to ask you some questions here and, and you're going to uh, answer them to you know, okay. just be truthful. Okay. So I'm going to, okay. We got, if you had your choice, which would you watch, you okay. know, on repeat a slasher or are you familiar with like this, this term elevated yeah. horror? Okay, slashers or elevator? Uh, I will go slasher. I have to be like in a certain mental mood to do elevated horror. Where slasher, it's it's fine. <laughs> like most of the time, there's no a whole lot of mental processing. It's just good old fashioned fun. Okay, now I'm going to put slashers up against monster Still movies. Still, Still slashers. That, that, okay, that was good. my first you're, thing, you're, and it's you're solid. You know, that's you know that's home to me. <laughs> <laughs> okay and um and so now what decade is going to be the best for you in uh in horror so we got i mean i guess i guess i could throw 60s in there nobody ever seems to choose 60s yeah uh so if you want you can answer 60s but 70s 80s 90s aughts. i'm probably gonna have to say 90s and it's literally going to be 90 percent nostalgia of you know, it when my my first horror movie was Scream that 
we watched late at night at a friend's house without his parents knowing. And, you know, it was okay. Like the floodgates opened. And so anytime there was a new one out, we tried to like get into that. So like, I know there's, you know, lots of them that aren't great, (laughs) but you know, I have such nostalgia for it. Like urban legend. um, I know what you did last summer, all that stuff. You know, I had all those and that's what I watched like on repeat as a teenager. Um, So those are great, but also like you can't, you know, if I'm saying I'm a slasher fan, I I've got to talk about how great the eighties were as well. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think, I think everybody, if they don't answer eighties, everybody kind of yeah. puts an asterisk in it and goes, yeah, yeah but yeah, but still, um, yeah, no, that's fair. Uh, I'm curious, final destination. Oh yeah. That was great. Um, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna tell you what to do okay. here, Jordan. I'm not going to tell you like how to do your thing, but I just see a lot of potential in the concepts behind final destination for what you do. Oh, games you, I've never thought of you know what I, you know what I'm saying? Oh man. Death can come from any direction. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. The bat, you, you know, you got the, you got the, the log, tr- the logging trucks. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just thinking, I'm just thinking. I think about all the creative kills in, in the final destination. Yeah. Um, like, Devin saw was going to horror hounds in Cincinnati. I'm in Ohio. So like, it's not too far and I'm going down to that just so I can have him sign something. Cause I was huge into final destination back then. Oh, very nice. So, um, one more time, uh, wh- where can people buy your stuff? So it's all on rookiemage.com or if you want Amazon, it's amazon.com slash games. And you got, uh, you got social media that you would like to, to get out there? I got a Facebook. I got an Instagram. I kind of have a TikTok. I'm not very good at it. <laughs> so if, if you want to laugh at someone, try, like an old guy trying to learn how TikTok works to, to appeal to the youngsters, you can find my TikTok. Man, we're the same way. Yeah. Uh, it's like, yeah, we'll do Facebook. Yep. I know Facebook. Oh, Instagram. Uh, great. And then it's like TikTok and it's like, oh God. Like, no, but, and, and if anybody uh, wants, wants help finding you on uh, socials, they're all on, it looks like they're all on yeah. rookie. Yeah, everything's linked through. So nice, easy to find. Jordan, thank you so much for, for coming on the show. We really yeah, appreciate for you, me. man. It was a ton of fun. Wow. We. Wow. wow love it what a great yeah. what a uh, sorry I, didn't, I i missed a lot of it. i was taking a massive shit massive shit yeah um do you want to do, do you want to uh boy the real reason that you missed it is a lot sadder than that <laughs> <laughs> i uh uh we won't get into it it may be the afterpod um but uh, but anywho, thank you very much, Jordan, for uh, for joining. Well, you I thought your aunt died. Is it, is... No, that would have been if I was missing this. Like, no, I was just working on those. Oh, days. oh, oh! I misunderstood. It's a common thing that I do. Mm-hmm. Anywho, um, Jordan, thank you very much for uh, for hopping on the show. We sure do appreciate you. And everybody else, listen. If you can hear the sound of my voice, I appreciate you. Um, like I said, at the start of the show, make sure to, uh, to reach out to us. If, if you're having a good time or a bad time or a holiday time, you know, whatever it is, uh, we appreciate you. We have the horror movie talk, uh, Facebook group, tons of really funny horror people over there who, um, just love 
the genre. Um, we haven't plugged the Facebook group in a while and it's, it's worth mentioning cause it's full of the, our biggest fans and, uh, and you're welcome if you can, if you can hear what I'm saying right now, anyway, um, share the show with a friend support us on Amazon through the, the Amazon link at the top of our website, horrormovietalk.com, become a patron, uh, follow us on social media, all that stuff. Call us at 682-253-4468. You might get on a whores only episode and, uh, and just know that we love you. Um, bye. 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 Good day, sir. Good day, sir. You lose. You get nothing. Is that a ring? Yes, it is. I just had to stroll through the scraggly woods. He had no face. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.